I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Settle back now, content, comfortable, well-fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. Most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Welcome. Happy Sunday. Rate, review, subscribe, whatever platform you listen on. We appreciate no, it. It could be a happier Sunday, but could be a happy. It could always be a happier Sunday. Everything, <laughs> everything's awful right now. It's terrible. Um, yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> I found something out. We're actually on Amazon. The problem is, I just tried to do this like a year ago, and I forgot all about it. The problem is. I don't know how to get her to, to to play it if you ask her, but you can look it up. You can go to Amazon Music Podcasts and and and, and do it that way. Not that it matters because if you're already listening, then you don't need to listen on Amazon. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. Someone brought that to my attention, but because uh, it's a different logo, and they're like, "Is this the same thing?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's the same thing." I split up the the images on each of them because Armchair has an image that they use. I just want to see where they're putting their stuff at. So if you see a different logo, that's coming straight from our feed. That's what it is. So not that it matters. But anyway, on Amazon, yay. It only took a year. All right. So, (laughs) right? I mean, do you remember when I was trying to do that, right, Joe? Yeah. That was a long time ago. Um, I had forgot all all about it. So the orange get dropped. By number five, 25 pit, 21 to 10. Syracuse obviously sitting at 0-2 overall and in the ACC. Uh, you'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in fan feedback. And if you had told me Jawar Jordan would have more yards on 13 carries than DeVito had on 15 pass attempts, I'd probably laughed in your face. But it actually happened. So, yeah. uh, anyway. Well, if you would have told me we only would have scored 10 points, then I probably wouldn't have taken Syracuse. With the points, but uh, but they did they did cover. They still covered. They did. They did. Um, so well, let's jump right into this with the coach montage. Well, you know Rex has been out there before. He's he's started some games and he's and he's played some games for us. It was you know obviously it was something that we needed. It was the first touchdown of 2020, and uh, you know it was a, a big load off everybody's shoulders. Wish we could have got a couple of more, but it's uh, uh, it wasn't meant to be. 
and uh, our defense has just been playing outstanding. If you if you cut off the fourth quarter where they when you start adding up how long they've been out there, and they've probably been out there too doggone long. I mean, their first six quarters of football has been uh, outstanding versus two really uh, strong opponents. So you would like to think that if we can get something going on offense and special teams, that we're going to have a defense that we can really be proud of when the smoke all clears. But uh, obviously, we got to make some changes, and we got to start getting that ball moving in the right direction. Well, there's no doubt that we can clean this thing, clean this thing up, and we're going to clean it up. You know, uh, I, like I told Matt previously, I think the defense has played extremely well for two games. It it might be some of the best defensive football I've seen since I've been here. Okay, and that's not trying to say thing, anything bad about anyone else. If you take away the fourth quarters when they when they actually have been out there too long, based off of how many three and outs we're getting on offense. I mean, their first six quarters of football has been outstanding. Okay, now it's also the biggest drought that we've had on offense, and we've got to get that changed. When it goes back to the red zone question that you asked me, I think we need to take a long, hard look on what we do in the red zone. Not maybe because of us, but because of our defense. We've been there quite a bit, and yet we haven't had an opportunity to score a touchdown down there yet. And uh, I think some of that is we have to really look at what we're trying to do down there whether it's fast, whether it's slow, whether it's personnel, and make sure that we're putting our best foot forward when we get opportunities from the defense. Because in the first two games, the defense has continuously showed that they will give us opportunities down there. We're going to evaluate the tape based off of situation and what's going on. And then when it comes to any of our family members, we're always going to make the decision that we think is best for the family. And both of those guys are in it to win it, you know. Uh, Culpepper already had a package. He went in on his package. Tommy understands he has a package. Those guys want to win more than anybody, and it's not just those two guys. I know the media likes to go straight to the quarterback. But there's a lot of things that are going out there, and there may be more changes than you guys really, from a knowledge standpoint, even realize which may or may not go on. But we need to look at the tape. Speculation over that stuff's not going to do anybody good, any good. But But the big thing is this. That's coaching, too. We've got to find a way to make sure that either we can protect him or that he's capable of protecting himself. And then if he doesn't do that, then we have to do other things. But this, this is not uh, – we're not going to get that young man hurt, okay? And you're right. We've had – I think it's seven and seven, 14 sacks. And at this stage of the game, we're going to set the record. And I don't plan on setting the record in 2020. All right, the coach yeah. montage is brought to us by betonline.ag, as well as this show is brought to us by betonline.ag, as well as uh, Armchair Media. So, um, with that said, we will we will maybe discuss the coach montage a little bit, besides the fact that the way they do it now is awful. Um, <laughs> with the, the Zoom press conference is a horrible format, and I feel like we can we can go out there and play football we should be able to have a normal press conference um i don't know why the they have the issues but they have the issues so with that said football's back we all know football's back you got the nfl's in full swing now the ncaa's in full swing we still got um and uh, nba basketball going on 
baseball, you got the virtual stuff, everything's over there at Bet Online. You might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on all the action over there at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spread totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off by wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. All right, one more time. Well, probably not one more time. Probably gonna be a lot more times. But we gotta talk about it again, man. You gotta clean up down low. I got just the thing for you, with a cute little deal to go along with it. All right, the Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image skin safe technology it reduces the nicks and tugs on everything down below the lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and it comes with an led light so you can manscape in the shower or in the dark or in the dark in the shower and also just released from manscaped is the shears 2.0 nail kit which is the perfect add-on to the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer the shears a luxury four-piece nail kit, including tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, round point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver anti-chafing deodorant for down low okay no one likes the chafe all right get rid of the chafing smell good get the cologne get the crop preserver you can get all of this at manscape.com and for our listeners you will get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com use the promo code armchair thank you manscape okay so um, Joe, where would you like to start? Do you want me to just go into good, bad, and ugly? Do you have anything to say about the press conference? Uh, yeah, I mean, I did watch it. And <clears throat> to your point, 
I know it's bad, and obviously when you have to rely on internet service, then that's going to happen, right? But yeah. I just don't know if they're still allowing the press to to travel and everything like that. So maybe that might be why they're doing it. But I well, do agree that it's 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 pretty bad. It, that is so. why. I imagine that's why. But if we can. Uh, you know, we've had fans in the stands, and if we can have, um, uh, you know, networks out on the sidelines, I'm not saying people need to be on the sidelines, but if you ever looked inside a press conference room after a game, not exactly a packed house, okay? Yeah. You, you put on the mask and you ask a question or whatever, you know, if masks work, they work, right? So, I mean, you've got uh, a, a small room, yes, but you can get in there and spread out and be able to have a normal press conference. That's just my opinion. Uh, understood. And if they're all there, then I get that. Right, exactly. So, so it but, is kind of yeah. I mean, we can so. we can refer. We'll refer back to some of the stuff that Babers said um, throughout the show. So All right. we don't really need to hit anything specific. All right. Well, let's do the good, the bad, the ugly from me, myself, and I. The good. All right. The defense. Obviously, um, we already know this. I can't point to this every week as the good. Okay, so at some point, I'm going to have to start picking some stuff. We know the defense is good. Mikel Jones, his second uh, interception in as many games, which is great. Um, one good positive, you know, there are some positives to take away. And the young linebacking core that we've got out there, I mean, I saw Marlo Wax get some action in the backfield. I saw um, Canton Arku. Um, in in uh, Thompson, Stephen Thompson, yes, yep. Stephen Thompson, um, all played all played great. All got all were getting in on the action, and um, you know that's that's these are one two year guys, and we're going to get to watch them, you know, for a few more years. They're going to be excellent. That linebacker core, I feel like it's going to be great. So. Uh, yeah. More good. We scored a touchdown, a 69-yard bond from Culpepper to Harris. Uh, obviously, the highlight for Syracuse in the past two games was solely that. And also, we beat the point spread. So, that's good, too. Um, it appeared the Orange did start uh, to get a little bit of a run game going, maybe a little bit. I know it wasn't much, but they did They did rip off a couple good ones. They added Sean Tucker into the mix. Uh, really good. Joar Jordan, 13 for 40 yards. Um, and Tucker, four carries for 23 yards. So uh, the bad, I, I can't help, but I feel like we're seeing with the offensive line, especially um, you know, in the protection end of it, 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 did it improve from last year? I mean, at all? Uh, it, it's kind of, you know, I don't know. It's it's frustrating to watch. So uh, unfortunately, I'm putting the yeah. f- the officiating in the bad column too. There was some if there was some just kind of really bad calls. Um, you know, I hate to even bring up the refs, but it was so the ugly. Uh, I simply didn't understand the play calling, especially after the you're at the 14 yard line after a turnover. You throw on first down for seven yards, and then you r- run two quarterback draws uh, and have to settle for a field goal. I think it's dumb, um, you know. And there was there was plenty of other calls to to you know bad calls to go around but that was the worst one that was the that was that was I mean I feel like we left four points on the field there so um yeah. and I've never personally called out babers on the show but letting the time dwindle down with three timeouts in your back pocket it, it was at least a bad look I don't understand it I, I was confused by it it seemed like the perception to people watching it not just me cuz I, I mean I was on Twitter is it, it, like they just gave up it's like the, he just gave up you got your team out there your defense is out there doing the best they can, and 
It just, it was, it didn't look great. DeVito, 9 for 15 for 32 yards and one interception. Negative 11 yards rushing and sacks seven times again. That's 14 sacks in the last two games. And he, if he wasn't going to get sacked for the rest of the regular season, he's already averaging 1.2 sacks a game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, that's, with that said, we did put out a Twitter poll. And, you know, obviously, uh, this was just, I put this out and I preface this, that this is just based off of the thoughts I got on, on after the game from everybody, okay? It was the talk of the game, and, you know, the quarterback situation was the talk of the game and for obvious reasons. So I asked Twitter, who do you have at QB? And um, 49% out of 309 votes say Culpepper. 28% out of 309 volts says DeVito with more Culpepper. And then 23% DeVito. Um, I feel like DeVito is probably the best we got. If Culpepper was better, I feel like he'd be starting. They have a package for him. He's a senior. He's obviously yep. developed. He's got some skill. They're, so they've got something put together for him. But, Joe, I mean, uh, we know how the fickle the fan base is, but um, – the quarterback controversy already two two games in. I mean, w- there's so much to say about it. There's so much to say with with Tommy holding the ball, with some of the accuracy issues, with the offensive yeah. line. Where do you want to start? I don't know. Oh Lord! I mean, again, I, I think this is a situation where you really can't blame one person. Right. Uh, obviously, the offensive line looked like they were starting to get it a little bit together la- last year. By the end of the year. Um, so something's obviously going on there. There's some type of cohesive, cohesiveness or something like that. I mean, I, I even could tell yesterday that we were making efforts to have tight ends in there, to have extra people blocking, and it still was like it didn't matter. So um, there's that. I still think that, that Tommy does look um, a little shell-shocked from time to time. He's he he looks at his first progression, his first read, and then after that, he's looking to see who's near him, where do I got to go, how can I extend the play, uh, and his eyes aren't downfield at that point. Now, I don't know if it's – like I said, I know that there's some short quarterbacks, and I know he's not the tallest guy, so I don't want to make that uh, you know a reason, but um, there's a couple times there where he got sacked because he's just he's got to make the decision and he's got to throw the ball, right? Uh, we saw that little pump fake where he got sacked from behind, and when he had – that was – the hit that made him come out. But mm-hmm. um, I kind of wish that he had the confidence that Rex has, you know, um, because you can just tell that it's a little bit different. You can tell that Rex has got a little bit of swagger. He's got the confidence. Uh, he's a little bit taller. So I think he might be able to see over the offensive line a little bit better, but he just doesn't have the accuracy. He doesn't have the arm that Tommy has. So um I don't really think either of them the answer. And I think really what it comes down to is, is even with this type of offense, like, I don't really know. I feel bad for the offense coordinator. I know it wasn't going to change that much, but between losing your top two running backs, losing another receiver that had a senior year, um, I just don't know what, what <laughs> there's just a lot they have to figure out, man, because they're filling up spots in the offensive line where they thought maybe Dakota Davis was going to be healthy and that Chris Bleich might get that, you know, that waiver since everybody else was during this coronavirus thing. Right. So you have that. And then you have the two running backs that you thought you were going to have. And now you have what? I mean, I saw Sean Tucker out there more than Markenzie Pierre. So that's kind of telling me 
at least running the ball, that's telling me that Marquez Pierre isn't, isn't getting it done. So you're looking at probably right. Sean Tucker and Jawar Jordan being some of the main running backs. I thought Sean Tucker um, did pretty good too. I mean, as a side I did, note. I, I I did too. I, there was a point in that second half where it did look like we got a little bit of you know run game, but all it does, all it takes is to fumble like we did or to get stuffed, and the next thing you know, it's second or third down, pass, pass, and then you know now we're punting. Uh, it's sad because I just think that it's, it's a combination of everything. I think it's a combination of not enough time in the offseason, of um, not really having a necessarily a, a quarterback that's 100% confident or ready to play um, the position. Um, I think Tommy would be a lot better if we had a decent line with a running game. And, you know, the players around him, I think. he He's being asked to do too much and – uh, it's just not working. And, you know, like I said, even the wide receivers, who knows? Maybe the wide receivers, they can't get open or they're getting pressed on the line. You know, and our offensive line isn't gelling and working together. Um, play calling might be a little off. So, I mean, you, you throw everything together, and I think what you're seeing is it's just a perfect storm for possibly the most, the worst, historically worst offense well, that we've you, had. You'd think a couple of adjustments should have, would have, could have already been made. I expect more of like a dink dunk type game. You know, Tommy's got to get the ball out quicker. And maybe you're right. Maybe he just can't read, go through his um, his progressions his as progressions. quick. And, and, he, and he just kind of he looks at one and then he's like, oh crap, you know. But I mean, he, he missed a wide open screen that, that on that interception. Like, I mean, they had the blockers there and everything. I felt, yeah. I felt like. You know, that would have probably been a first down. It kept some momentum going. It was just like, I don't know. But, like, as far as, you know, like what I was trying to say with the offensive line, it, it, it is what it is. The offensive line, I feel like it is what it is with who we've got in there right now. And, and um, like you mentioned, it did improve last year. So I hope I'm wrong. But w- without different pieces, I don't see I don't see how it's going to, I guess is what I'm saying. So... I mean, with all that said, and, and you think about how uh, Tommy's been playing and, and how he plays like, I don't want to say he plays scared, but he's he's timid. You're right. Rex has got a little bit more swagger. He's got he's got more confidence walking on the field. Uh, Tommy right, doesn't. But he couldn't. But he can't throw the ball in the he ocean. Can't. <laughs> he can't. He can't. So accurate, guys. We we saw what Culpepper did at the end of that game. He I got mean, the he last threw two that one, series. Threw that one up. Threw one beautiful pass. Let's not forget when Clayton Welch threw one beautiful pass too. Uh, yeah, and, yes. and, and, and then it was and, then it was calls for for uh, Clayton Welch to be the starting quarterback, and you know, yeah. just unrealistic. Yeah, and that was a blown cover too. So uh, Pat Narduzzi even spoke to that going into halftime. So I mean, it's just it, it's rough. It's hard to watch. It's worse than last year, and I didn't know that it could be. Because last year we had playmakers, and now it's like... We had an experienced uh, running back, too. Yeah, we had experienced running backs, and, I mean, we had our top three running backs. Yeah. And now we're looking at, we're relying on redshirt freshman running backs, and offensive line has, you know, obviously get a little bit better. Um, And receivers that they're not used to being in the spotlight. And you can tell because, you know, in the beginning of the game, Tommy had some where there were some drops too. I'm not just going to put it all out there, but there was a couple that he threw in there that looked like they were too tough for his guys to hold on to. So, um, yeah, I don't don't know. I think there's – and, you know, you can refer back to 
the press conference, you know, Babers talked about how there needs to be significant changes, and I don't know what they need to do. And I don't know if that means, like, moving players from defense to offense. Because our defense doesn't have a problem. Yeah, Our I know. defense has been very impressive. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know they talked about Marlowe Wax playing linebacker and playing running back. And looking at that linebacker situation, especially with Tyrell Richards back, like, could we afford to move Marlowe Wax over? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what. Well, I feel like they're playing what, their guys to their strengths, right? So if he could, he would. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe you try, right, right, maybe right. you try that. Maybe they need to fill that void at linebacker more than they did at running back, but there's, there was holes there. You know, the linebackers I feel like really confident in, you know, um, yeah, yeah. but um, what, I just what think about they're, the... they're going to have to take a more, way more simplistic look at it because the last two weeks, albeit two decent defenses um, in top 25 teams, but that's it's it's got to look better than that. I watched the NC State game last night, and I feel like NC. I mean, I know they scored three touchdowns, twenty-one points in the first quarter or the first half of their first game against a decent Wake Forest team. And I mean, they scored more in one half than we've scored in two games. We don't even have four hundred yards of offense in two games. No, it's like we have one. We have one touchdown. We like, scored sixteen points. Yeah, three hundred like, something yards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been awful, dude. Like, I don't, I mean, there's got to be some type of, I mean, there's got to be a real long look in in the mirror and say, like, because this is getting to the point now where you you just have to break it down to what can we do? How basic can we make it to make this thing work? In two games, in two games, now there hasn't been a lot of guys that catch balls, but none of them have been tight ends. So. Um, it's hard for me to go back and, and think about, you know, if they've even been targeted, but I don't know if they have. No, I, I, I don't I. know if they had. Why are you the, – the play, the, play calling, the play calling has been – like I kind of let it go in the first game even though it wasn't great, but like the, the waste in the timeouts at the end of the game and then the, 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 the short field at the 14-yard line and, and you, you're not throwing to a tight end right there inside the 10-yard line. I mean, what do you? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not a coach, so I don't know. But I mean, if as a fan watching, it's like, what are you doing? You gain seven yeah. yards on first down, and then you're going to run it twice. Like, yeah. what a waste! Was like, and uh, minus minus Tosh Harris. I mean, the two tight ends are two of the more you know, as far as like leading receivers coming back from last year. So again, it's just I don't know if it's a situation where it's like a. Like, I don't want to say it's a pride or whatever, but usually you get a, a coach in there and they're like, okay, you know, this so, is how it worked. This is how it worked last time. This is how I want to do it. And let's make it happen. And maybe you don't get enough time to install it. You don't get enough time with the kids. And really, you're just, you know, throwing darts on who should be doing this and who should be where. Uh, so this is to be a situation where it's just taking a lot more time to try to figure out what these guys can do and where they should all be. And again, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some significant, significant changes because uh, this isn't doing it. So if this isn't doing it, I want to at least prove, you know, that the guys behind him. I mean, usually in the beginning of the season, that's what coach does. He uses kind of like the older guys, you know, senior laden guys type guys that are, uh, that can go in there and that know the playbook and bigger, stronger, faster. But you get those younger guys, you get them two, three, four games in, they might be ready to, to, to come in and overtake someone's position, you know? 
There was a there was a tweet um, that was brought to our attention by Jake on Twitter, I believe it was, and it was um, at Barry the Lead quote t- um, tweet quoted a Brent X tweet where where Brent X was. Um, Dear Sterling, I'd like to introduce you to your tight ends, blah, blah, blah. So um, someone quoted that tweet, this at Barry the Lead. says, McNeese tight ends last season under Sterling Gilbert. Six receptions for 35 yards and one TD. Get used to this. So um, maybe he just just doesn't like using tight ends. I don't know. But something's got to change with the offense. And it seems like a, that seems like the the most glaring thing besides Devito. Oh yeah, well that's that's where I go back from. Like you know, I don't know if it's a pride thing or so this is that. And the coach comes in and wants to use his system, but um, you got to use what what you got. Yeah, man. So These, I mean, those tight ends are they're decent tight ends. We were excited about them last year, so. Um, you know, in, 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 they did good last year. Yeah, in in Tommy needs he needs to work some things well, out. He too, needs help. He needs. That's he what does, he needs. He does need help. Those tight ends could help. You know, some dinky well, ducks, yeah. the screen stuff or the you know slant well, stuff. You can I mean, set, right? And you can set up plays to where you're looking to you're looking to one side and you got two or three options right there. So it's not as difficult to kind of read run through. Read, yeah, run through your progressions and stuff like that. Uh, That's kind of the way he's got to get through that, right? Um, Right. It can't be like, oh, my first progression's right there, and then it's 10 yards away down the middle of the field. Like, we don't got that kind of time. It's got to be one of those things where we got some guy maybe going deep, somebody in the flats, someone in the middle, and you just got to read the defense fast and and, and make the decision. You know, Um, there's multiple different types of sets and things you can do for that, but it's got to be quick and it's got to be fast decisions um, because if not, then it's going to be the same thing that we've always seen. You know, it's going to be a, he looks once. Nope. You know, are they coming? Are they coming? He's worried about you know, panic just, or try to yeah. run up the middle and get sacked or just hold the ball until you get sacked or. Nope. You know I mean? He just, it's like he feels the, the walls closing in and There's, he's got an internal clock in his, I was, in his head. Be, I, I was just going to say, he, I got, I was just going to say he doesn't even have an internal clock. Like most quarterbacks got that internal clock. that lets them know, okay, I've been here long enough. I need to do something, something. Like, oh, like yeah. th- that play he got injured on, man. He's just sitting there. I'm like, this is going well, on too long. And sure pumped. enough, he got blindsided. Behind him. Yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's hear from you. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right. Fan feedback is brought to us by BetOnline.ag. You might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on all of the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season from great game spread totals to team and player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager on than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head over to BetOnline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. All right, so um, 
we're, we're, we, we, we are going to try our hardest not to repeat ourselves um, with the fan feedback. I did, I did my best. I'm a little rusty on picking some of the fan feedback, Joe, so you're going to have to bear with me, okay? So I did my best, all right? And now I've got to read, which is always entertaining for everybody. Especially so, me. <laughs> Tim, on Facebook, we're going to start with Facebook. Uh, these are Dino's guys, his system, play calling, and it looked awful. Significant improvement on the defensive side of the ball, which is where I figured this team would struggle the most, but the system seems to fit. This lack of offense is just hard to deal with and almost inexcusable. I mean, we talked about it. What's the three three five going to look like? Are they getting, did they have enough time to put this thing together through Zoom meetings and, and what have you? And, well, damn. <laughs> freaking defense looks great. Yeah. I, I think it has a lot to do with the fact of you You look at veteran leadership. Um, you look at the fact that you have a senior-laden defensive line. You got guys like Cisco, Trill Williams, Mel Fuanu, you know, players like that, that um, they kind of make it easier with that leadership to kind of learn and go in there. Helps that they're good players. But also, I mean, you look you, – you mentioned it earlier. Our linebackers are just – they're young, they're athletic, they're faster, and Hungry. that's one of those things. Um, I think it's kind of a perfect storm because of the veteran and leadership, but also the fact that I think that our roster already fit this scheme better than the scheme we were actually using before, if that makes any sense. So um, we're allowed to get our young playmakers out there. We're allowed to switch guys between outside linebackers and defensive ends and safeties and rovers and, and linebackers and stuff like that. And, uh, allows us to get our most athletic and, and, and fast players out there. Uh, sometimes we do struggle with lining up, um, in, in teams that are going to ground and pound us. We're going to have to figure that out and get a lot of help from guys like Cisco and stuff like that. But so far we have, um, I mean, you look at our defense, we, we've stopped, I think we've held uh, both quarterbacks to 56, a 56 quarterback rating. And um, I mean, it's not awful compared to what our quarterback ratings have been, but, um, but those two quarterbacks are two of the better quarterbacks in the ACC. So I'm seeing um, how definitely. Yeah. So again, uh, I love how fast these guys are, how they fly around, how they hit people. Um, and really, I think it's only going to get better. It's 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 hard to watch, and um, sentiment's exactly what it, what his comment was about because that offense is harder to watch than last year's offense. Uh, very true, and um, thank you, Tim, for using punctuation and all of the rest. I really appreciate it. You know, that's what really makes it easier for me to read these. Okay. If you're just going to have one run-on sentence, bro, I'm going to struggle with that, okay? Because I, <laughs> I don't really proofread these. I pick them. I do pick them. Uh, but I kind of skim them, and then, you know, because there's, I mean, there's a lot, so, um, and which I appreciate, but it's work. Uh, Dominic on Facebook, terrible recruiting around Tommy. He won a state championship in New Jersey, so I'm not giving up on him yet. Everybody forgets people were calling for him to replace Dungy after the Tar Heels game a few years back, but that same year he looked like trash versus Notre Dame. He has the tools. Does he have it between the ears? Okay. I I I wanted to bring that point up, but I saw it in fan feedback. It's a great point. It is... What James said on Twitter yesterday as well, which was basically, 
he he he's never seen a, a fan base love the what do you say? You will never find another fan base that loves QB two as much as Syracuse. <laughs> that's that's yeah. at James Zuba on Twitter, and you know it is this knee jerk reaction to just give up on people and it, it, at the drop of a hat because it, it's frustrating to watch. Like I get it, but like obviously the coaches know better than us. I'll never sit in this chair and know. That's why I question the three timeout thing, but I don't fully understand it. But you've, mm. get, you, you, <laughs> which you never commented on. You just kind of left me hanging with that, <laughs> by the way. We'll get, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, the calling on the calling on the quarterback, the second, the backup quarterback, it, it, I think we got a good idea. Rex dropped one beautiful pass right in right into the basket but um you know we saw he has got some accuracy issues um you know so uh you know does he have it between the ears joe does does tommy devito have is he is he football minded enough to where he can he can get better by just a raw football iq i don't necessarily know if it is the football iq you remember he he did the uh, you know the elite eleven quarterback stuff, right? If he wasn't smart, if he couldn't read and, and actually do these things, um, then he wouldn't have been there. The problem is, is that it's a lot easier to do them without pads and without live action and worrying about someone coming and hitting you. And that's where I've seen the difference with with Tommy. And I'm not saying that he's soft or he's this or he's that. What I'm saying is, is that that he can get um, a little rattled. And I think, obviously, I mean, he was the most sacked Power 5 quarterback last year. So yeah, he's not going to be rattled, right? So that's really well. the whole thing is, is that he doesn't have – you see a guy that does not have confidence in the offensive line, and maybe it's even the play calling. Maybe it's even the system at this point. Um, so when you say between the years, I don't necessarily think that it is the actual arm and that it is, is the actual, like – his football IQ. I think that if he had the confidence and he actually had the offensive line to stay in the pocket and make those reads, then I think you'd see a better quarterback. But I also don't think that he set up like a dungy to where you're asked to do so much to win football games. Um, I don't think he can do that for us. I think he needs more around us. And I do agree with what Dominic said. Um, there does have to be a little bit better recruiting. And, and who knows, if we had Tristan Thompson and we had the two running backs that were supposed to be playing, then maybe it would be a little bit different because those do give you um, better playmakers around you. I don't think any defense is afraid of our playmakers, running backs or receivers. Um, and if they're afraid of our tight ends, they don't need to be. Barely so, not. Because <laughs> they're not getting in involved in the game. Uh, at, going heading over to Twitter. At D Radzitz, I, I believe I'm I'm saying that right, David. But correct me if I'm wrong. Hit me up. Uh, You're wrong. B- probably. Babers took all the hate away from Devito, showing he's not the n- not the blame. Babers has zero faith in Devito and limits his play. I'm sorry. I'll pull for us always, but this year is scrapped if Babers doesn't get it together. Also showed zero faith in his team at the end. Okay, so he's talking about. The timeout situation at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's that Babers doesn't have it has zero faith in Devito, but he probably, you know, he got rattled. He didn't go back in because if they figured, well, what the hell? Might as well just 
put Culpepper in and finish this game out. I don't need my, my starting quarterback getting injured, right? So, I mean, he's learned a little bit of that from using Dungy up. You know, Dungy, a, a, you know, plenty of injuries to go around, and, and, and you don't want to you don't want to bang him up on the second game of the season. Like, didn't Dungy get banged no. up on the second game of the season and lasted right. all year? Too late. <laughs> so, right. Um, but um, zero faith in his team at the end, Joe. That's what I want to hear, hear your thoughts on right now. <sighs> Give it to me. What? I mean, as a player, I can understand – um, Letting the clock run? No. Okay. I would, I would probably be upset as a player. Right. Um, I can, but I could also see a situation where, I mean, the confidence, it's it's hard to say. Because as a fan, let's be honest, you scored 16 points the whole season. You're down 11. You've only scored 10 points this game. Right. What are the chances? The chances aren't great, but but that's not the point. They, 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 they probably wouldn't have scored at all. But you at least... You at least try. You at least play the game mathematically the way you're supposed to play it with the timeouts and try. You I can at understand. least try it. Who who was it that was getting? What was the other game? I watched Louisville. Louisville gave it their all to the end. They were not going to win that game. Okay. Right. They gave it their all to the end. They used their timeouts. They still strategized. They still tried to score. It doesn't matter if you trying to score to win or you're just trying to score to stop the bleeding or you're out there getting reps. It doesn't matter to me. It was a bad look. That's. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Okay. I understand that. Okay. I understand that. Well, it was you... a bad look. I, and how there's come something going on. There's got, there's something going on there, obviously. Well, he was never, he wasn't asked about it in the post game press conference either, which was just shocking to me. Shocking. I can't believe no, no I'm one. Sure. Asked him he's going to get asked. Tomorrow, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure someone will. We'll we'll see what he says. At Oil Cuse, need to take into account that we've played two top twenty-five teams so far. The defense is the best we've had in a long time. The offense is freaking awful. So, yeah, um, yeah, we we've played some good teams. Now remember, Pitt's not in the top twenty-five if if all football's playing either. My opinion. No, probably not. So. Is Pitt a top 25 team? I mean, maybe right now in the landscape that we're looking at. But, you know, just to me, even watching them yesterday, they're a mediocre team, man. They got a pretty good quarterback. You know, they're pretty much. Yeah, well, the quarterback, I don't think he – I mean, he had that, what, the one good pass there. They ran the ball. They had some success running the ball. We were worried about Kenny Pickett running the ball, and he had negative, what, six, eight yards, something like that. So – I just again, I think our defense just played. I think our, I think don't think we understand how good our defense is, but we're not going to beat anybody with this offense. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's apparent. At Donnie underscore Lake defense defense good offense terrible. I thought Dino was an offensive genius. Uh, at Dbone seventy five on Twitter. Is this a sick joke? I'm being serious. I'm so pissed off right now. I don't know where to begin. Play calling was trash again. Just keep running the ball up the middle. Devito to Harris is still an issue. We didn't touch on. Uh, why does this team even have tight ends? We don't use them. Changes needed. Yeah. <clears throat> very very yeah. good. Dale. And, and we talk most of the time. We talk about. Uh, 
Babers and kind of, but you can tell a lot of times he leaves stuff out there in the presser as far as um, things that kind of drop hints and stuff like that. And that was one of the things that I got. I wouldn't be surprised if you did not see some type of ridiculous, ridiculous change as far as like when he said he was going to change and that he's like, no, I don't think you guys understand. Like come next week, I don't know what it's going to look like, who's going to be out there, but I do believe it's going to be something different. I just hope it's not one of those gimmicky, you know, a whole bunch of trick play type. You know, I just want them they to can't be. They figure can't out run something regular to plays. establish something because people have to understand you can't just line up when you're trying to play fast. You can't just line up and pass, pass, pass. You know, people, there's some of these guys that want to complain about the running and everything. Like you have to be able to establish a balanced offense so that both things can work. So you can't just pass, pass, pass. And you got to be able to try to establish something. And there were certain times when I thought we did. And then it came down to relying on a pass play and didn't work. So again, there could be a lot there. Our pass, our pass blocking obviously needs work. Our running backs aren't great at pass blocking. Uh, and I mean, our receivers aren't getting open. Quarterback receiver um, connection off still. I don't know what that is, but like uh, Daryl mentioned, there's always been a problem with um, Taj and DeVito for whatever reason. It's always been like a disconnect there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, It's it's frustrating. frustrating. Yeah. At Cuse Waterboy, can we give the defense some freaking support? Michael Jones, Trill, Cisco, and the rest were beasts today to keep it – to keep it this close against now two top 25 teams on the road. I don't know if UNC was close, but it was close for a long time, right? <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. It just got wore out, so it actually was pretty close for a while. Uh, against two top 25 teams on the road, getting takeaways and doing nothing with it is frustrating. Need to regroup and come out aggressive next week. That's probably my biggest gripe of the whole game, and, and this is going to be my third time mentioning it, is the is the is the – the um, backwards lateral fumble recovery in the 14-yard line and getting seven yards on first down and then pissing it away. It pissed me off so much. It's like because we watched it twice last week and then we come out and did it again after your defense is out there busting their ass and getting takeaways and giving you field position at the 14-yard line. Like 14 yards. It's all you got to do. It cost five turnovers in – Two, two games. games against pretty good opponents. Yeah. Yeah. So, and great heads up play too, because um, a couple Kenny Pickett too during the um, replay of that lateral, the backwards pass, he didn't even realize it was backwards. Yeah, that was Miguel Jones too. Oh, was it really? Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, Miguel Jones he's just there beast. pushed him down. He's got. He's all over the place. I know it. Um, really good. So, anyway. Um, it's really frustrating, and you know, I, I guess I just feel I do feel bad for the defense. I don't want this defense to go out every game and feel like, you know, like I don't know what kind of, I don't know what kind. I don't think it's tension uh, is not the right word, but to, for the for the defense to just go out and play their hardest and and be this good and not get any support from the offense and just pissing away uh pissing away a golden opportunity to score that's got to be like if you think we're frustrated about it imagine what the def- how the defense feels about it you right. know so anyways it's um and you know it is not easy <laughs> it's not easy doing a show 
when this is our landscape and it's Syracuse football right now, which is like, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule and I'm thinking Georgia Tech, uh, okay, and then we got a week off, and then we got to play Duke, and then Liberty. I mean, is Liberty going to be? I mean, if, uh, you know, then we got well, Cle- then we got Clemson, Wake, Wake Forest, Boston College. Yeah, and I it's watched a, that Wake Forest North Carolina State game last night. Uh, Wake Forest is good, man. Boston College is doing good, like you mentioned, the first year head coach. I know that they didn't, yeah, they didn't, they didn't pull it off right, but they still. Who? Uh, did Boston College win yesterday? Yeah, Boston oh, okay. College beat Duke. Okay, okay. all right. Um, 20, 24-27-6, actually, they had so, it. So, anyway, at Brett, JB, 13, offense is trash, leaving three timeouts on the board, sends a bad message from Dino, good showing by the defense again. Um, yeah, we kind of touched on that. It's um, It sends a bad message. Hopefully we get an answer on that. I don't know what else to say about it. At Q's grad poop emoji, that's nice. Um <laughs> I mean, if you're going to sum it up in an emoji, right? At Drew Cuse, defense looked like they learned an entire new defense through the homework and Zoom meetings. Offense looks like they've forgotten everything they've ever known about playing football. Um, (sighs) Yeah. At Tony Staffieri, no offense, but no offense. Clever. Uh, At Jeff Henley, (laughs) three. (laughs) The offense inefficiency is brutal. At Go Orange 44, Babers era needs to end. Time to move on at the end of the season. Year five and no progress. One winning season in five years because of a straight baller in Dungy. We haven't ran the ball since Dino took over. Can't have 80-20 pass run offense balance and be successful. So that's some meat we could chew on. Joe, Um you're hearing a lot of calls starting to to come for Babers, okay? I, you know, I'm kind of like minded in you in this sense and in the quarterback sense that we're only two games in, right? But some good points are being made. One of which we we haven't had tremendous progress. Dungy did it was the one to save that season. Oh yeah, and. And we haven't had a run game. We just haven't. We haven't. No, we did that year. Because of, yeah, Dungy. <laughs> well, because of Dungy, but I mean, we had Mo Neal and Dante yeah. Strickland. I mean, yeah. we ran a little bit better than well, way we're better. doing now. Way better. Yeah, but you had, you know, a sophomore and a senior at running back, too, right? Yeah. So well, it seems to me like if you don't have good enough playmakers around you, then you need to have a quarterback that can at least scramble and make something happen. And, you know, that's just, we don't have that. We have neither. What do you think about the bear, the Babers era needs to end time to move on at the end of the season? I, um, I'm still not, not there. I'm still not. No, I'm, not, I'm definitely I'm, not. I'm not there either. I know you're not. I just want you to, I just want, I didn't know if you had anything to say about it. Um, nah, how about, how about it's, the, it's overreactionary like most people? Yeah. Well, how about, um, how about no progress in five years? I mean, we um, we, we may be we may be losing ground this year. You, you know? I think it's, uh, the year twenty twenty, everyone's losing ground, buddy. I don't really know. <laughs> There's some teams that aren't playing, right? So again, 
I think that again, I, I wasn't expecting, you know, superstar status, whatever, but I have, we have seen, um, I think that we've seen recruiting go up and, uh, Again, I just don't know. In, in a league like this, I think it takes a little while. And I think um, that we've seen you know, recruiting get better. I think more or less some of it has a little bit to do with coaching. And I think that's why we've kind of seen some changes from last year. I think that we started out with decent coaches. And we had, after the first couple of years, you got to remember, uh, after that 10-3 and three year, we lost a couple of coaches because – they got hired on to go be head coaches and offensive coordinators somewhere else. So we had to replace them. And I think that we're having a tough time replacing that type of situation. And again, I'm not going to sit here. I don't want to seem like I'm or sound like I'm making excuses for Babers. Right. But, um, I like him. I like the way that he, that he coaches. I like his class act. His recruiting's gone up. So again, in this defense and, and the way that this defensive coordinator looks, um, the way that just our 2021 class looks like, we're in the forties right now in, in, in recruiting and we haven't been that in, I have no idea how long. So. No. And, and that's, a, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've got, I mean, <laughs> my whole thing is, is that we've gone through the whole, we've gone through this, right? Well, uh, we, yeah, but we said when, when we're talking, you know, this is our, what, this is our fourth football season, our third football season that we've done just on the show wise. But we were, we had said, you know, we give Babers, you know, four or five years, something like that. We're, we're right there, but it doesn't look like there's going to be huge strides until at least next year. Well, again, I mean, that just comes down to missing on some people. If you miss on your quarterback, uh, if you don't have, if you don't have a quarterback or, or at least a great surrounding, you know, people around you, like, I don't think that we'd see DeVito being anywhere close to if this was a senior laden, you know, above average uh, offensive line with a couple of running backs and a solid running game. Then I don't think DeVito would look like this at all. But the fact of the matter is, is that they're relying on DeVito to basically have to make all the throws and they're relying on young players that just aren't ready. So, again, you can look at it as coaching, but there's people that have opted out. There's people that have left early people that have had been injured transfers like things happen and uh in a year like 2020 like i said before like we talked about like i'm just happy that we're playing so i'm not going to sit here and bash on everything that's going on because i think that a lot of what's been going on has affected how this team was able to to actually grow and get better from last year and i don't think they had a fair shake to do it yeah. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm more conservative on that end. I don't like making hasty decisions, and I obviously I don't like, you know, getting on here. We've got to be, you know, this is just a fun podcast. This is a fun show we do. It's not, yeah. it's not like we're professionals or anything, but I think it's irresponsible to come on here and just rail against people, whether it be coaches or players, or and, and just act, you know. And yeah. I think it's down when, – when, when, to put things into perspective – like yeah, okay. It's it's a bad year. There's a lot of factors that are involved in this. You got two new coordinators. You've got, um, you know, problems with the offensive line. We had the injuries, you know. So all yeah, that- the problem is is there's not enough people that want to go and actually look to see the reasons. I mean, there's reasons why, right? Like yeah, I mean, I told you, and I'm not doing an I told you so, but I I I had a a gut feeling that told me this Corona stuff for Syracuse was going to be put them way further back than other teams. 
and for a number of reasons. For the the, right. the the two new coordinators, I think we were already behind the eight ball on some stuff anyway, and I think that not getting the spring ball and, and, and having things progress the way they normally progress really, really set us back. Set us back more than other teams, yes. Set yeah. us back more than other teams, I, I, I think – uh, they, and I'm just sick of the three to four year, like, you know, turnstile, right? Like, yeah, every three to four year. Oh, let's get a new coach. Oh, no, let's get a new coach. Oh, let's get a new coach. Like, come on. I let's know. just let's why don't we establish some type of environment? I'll tell you what. You know? I'll tell you what. If it continues like this, things don't improve and it keeps going like this. I'm I'm I will have a better understanding to the people now that are, that are, that are calling for it. But let's see what happens at the end of the year. Like coaches, part of what makes a coach great is the ability to overcome adversity and, and kind of roll with the punches and be able to acclimate to things and make the changes that are necessary to have your team improve. Okay. Yeah. So here we are week two. It's time to do something. So, you know, look at the offensive line last year. We mentioned it earlier in the show. Babers made that decision to to make some adjustments on the offensive line. It worked. So we're starting a new year, different personnel. It let's just give it time. You know, good recruiting class coming in next year. I don't think to, this year's a wash by any means. We've yeah. got we're gonna go back to the dome. There's no fans allowed there, is there? Next no. week, I don't uh, believe so. Students even no, so dumb. But again, like this, it just helps, right? Overall, because again, I mean, you just have to establish an environment. Like you don't want to be that school where if you don't make a bowl game two years in a row after four years, you're out or something. You know, like no, I know you don't want the coach carousel. No, we we've yeah. already we've been you doing that. Want, for... Yeah, and and and, and recruiting uh, while you're. Head coaches on the hot seat, you know, like you don't want to have to deal with that. A kid doesn't, a kid and their parents don't want to have to wonder if I'm going to go pick this school for a coach that's only going to be there for a year, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, let's just go. He's a likable guy. People outside of Syracuse like him. The fans like him. He's an upstanding citizen. Like, give him time. Let's establish an environment. Let's not just, after three or four years of, uh, we're in year not, five, to be fair. Well, yes. Okay. You're again. This is where you see a little bit of difference, but that's I, th- I feel like that's kind of what you need to establish is something like that. You watch something like Duke, how long has Cutcliffe been there? I he no was idea. there for like five, six, seven years before he actually like had a decent year, and then they were good for a little while, and then you know he went down a little bit, but they don't fire him every time they, he doesn't make a whole game or he only goes six and six, right? So. Uh, well, you know, just, you look at teams like Louisville. I mean, Louisville – just the turnaround, <laughs> NC State, the turnaround on Louisville. Um, Boston College is decent. They got a new coach. Well, that's not a real good gauge. But but Louisville and, and I think NC State, watching those teams kind of turn around, turn a corner, and be kind of some of the real competitive teams in the ACC. Um, Florida State as another one. A couple years ago, they were horrible. So... Um, well, Florida State is still trying to figure it out, and they've had their coaching issues, and they've had their their quarterback issues again. That's NC State for a, at one point they kept putting in quarterback after quarterback um, into the NFL. Like when you have NFL quarterbacks, and then you get the recruiting classes like North Car- North Carolina State gets. You know, uh, North Carolina is 
pretty pretty good uh, high school football state. And again, down south, it's a little bit easier to get some of these other guys. So um, they're in a better recruiting hotbed, uh, and they traditionally get better recruiting classes than us. And if you have a good quarterback, uh, again, uh, I look at it every single time. Like if you have an NFL type quarterback or athlete as your quarterback then you're going to get chances to win no matter how good you are uh if you look back at syracuse last however many years that they've made a, a bowl look at it look who we've had right you had ryan nassib who went to like two or three bowl games under doug marone and he was an nfl quarterback terrell hunt one year we got in there and he was a good athlete who can move and then we had dungy who took him three years right so right. Um, if you don't have a good quarterback, then you could look like what NC State looked like last year or what we looked like last year and what we look like this year. Um, that's just kind of kind of how it goes. So we missed on a quarterback. We don't have a quarterback that is going to do what Dungy did or, you know, anything like that and step up and do lead this team the way it needs to be led um, right now. And that's just that's just the pits. Hey, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, rate and review us there. If you like the show, let us know about it. Be like new listener Hiawatha Jackhammer with all the kind words. Um, I'm not going to, it's going to make me blush if I read it on here now in front of everybody. There's no need to brag, but we appreciate all the kind words, uh, my friend, and welcome to the Q's Militia. Um, new listeners getting getting on social media and, and letting us know that they're listening now all the time. And we really appreciate all of you guys, um, old and new. I want to thank everybody who participated in fan feedback this week. Um, thank you for using punctuation. It makes my job a whole lot easier. And it takes away any ammunition from Joe to make fun of me. And <sighs> it's hurtful. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, also, thank you, betonline.ag, Manscaped. We appreciate you. James and Guitar. Thanks, buddy. That's it. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast. The Fan's Voice with Sean and Joe. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.